Hello guys, I'm Tozer Andre and this is the Building Bridges podcast. Ya ya tenkom. Building Bridges. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan and I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Dieter, thank you so much for joining us today. First of all, how are you doing? How has your life been since you won the Romanian national final? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me on the on the podcast. Um, it's it's really a pleasure for me to to talk about these things. And um, how have I been since the national final? Well, actually. Uh, there's been so much going on ever since. Like, uh, there, I've had thousands of messages and um, interviews and concerts, and um, I'm not gonna lie, I I, I enjoy this. I enjoy this ride a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have. I also have some uh, some big surprises which I'm gonna put out really soon. In the week we're recording, uh, we'll release the um, uh, really nice uh, thing I've been working on over the past two weeks or so and um things are extremely beautiful like people discover started discovering the hidden meanings behind my uh, national final performance and the exact message that i wanted to deliver and some people understand it some people don't really it's not everyone's cup of tea but i i, I was uh, completely sure it's going to be like that it was going go, going to be like that and people I, i'm trying to answer all of the all of the messages and there 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 are there are lots of messages i'm not going to lie but um i'm trying to talk to every single one of the um voters and the the people supporting me because i owe them this whole ride i'm in right now and uh I know it's a huge responsibility, but I'm uh, I'm willing to take all of the risks, you know, because I really do believe in uh, the message that I uh, I'm bringing to Liverpool, the song, the yeah. whole performance, and this whole spirit of uh, rock and roll meeting with uh, this side of love. And I believe love is the answer to all of the questions. And uh, this is a statement that I'm uh, making, and um, I think it's uh, the best statement for uh, we have going on in the world right now mm. love is the answer to all of the questions yeah it is oh so uh, the last time i looked uh your instagram had been pretty quiet since the romanian final you had lots of pictures and lots of nice memories of of that evening there uh but not a lot since i think you maybe just answered the question you've been so busy um so maybe are you planning on attending any of the eurovision pre-parties this year or are you doing yes. different things? Yes. Yeah, so I have uh, some surprises going on that I'm going to put out on my YouTube and uh, all of the other uh, streaming platforms. Um, but uh, at the same time, I've had some concerts here in Romania and I'm going to perform in the Eurovision in concert in Amsterdam and the um, London pre-party. Ah, nice. Excellent. Excellent. So you're, you're so young. Um, so can you tell us who, who some of your musical influences and some of your, your heroes are? So why did you get into this whole music business? Well, that's a, that's a cool question. So this whole thing started when I was extremely little. So um, 
as you can see right there so i'm i'm in my room right now i'm 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 i'm, uh, I'm really natural i'm not trying to i'm not pretending to be anyone else and that's uh, that's what I, i did with my music and my national performance too so i'm a, i'm really 100% me and i'm not trying to hide anything so this is my room and here i have the collection i've been talking about in lots of interviews so these are some of the cd's wow. in my collection so there are lots of them yeah yeah down there till down oh, there i thought i was that and this so, is worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so um um my parents uh, bought like a quarter of these uh, cd's when i was um, uh when i was little and i used to listen to them a lot and so uh, uh, when i was in kindergarten my my colleagues would sing like twinkle twinkle little stars type songs and i was singing i was discovering like uh, michael jackson and elvis presley and uh the romanian artists uh, we have here and then when i uh, when i first discovered the internet <laughs> i was uh, i was fascinated by this uh, thing uh, youtube by this whole youtube thing and i i started um uh looking for um, what is the meaning of a genre a musical genre what what does a song what what makes a song rock what makes a song pop what makes it sound blues and so i started uh, to look up for these things and found several uh, different artists and um they kind of guided me to some point i was extremely uh impressed by james brown and Whitney Houston and Gary Moore when i discovered Gary Moore it was a whole other world for me Gary Moore Kiss i was in love with Kiss Kiss Aerosmith Bon Jovi yeah. and and many many more so um i i i i must admit i'm kind of an old fashioned guy but uh the whole thing i'm trying to do with my uh with my music as well is um uh, i want to uh, i want to bring the elements that made the old music amazing and great and combine them with modern elements and create a fusion that has never been seen before and that's kind of my style i i uh, knowing the differences between so many musical genres as you can uh, hear on my uh, debut album fragile we had which has 13 songs in 13 different musical genres i um i'm running away from being concerned by by uh, by such a category so i'm not trying to be one musical genre i'm trying to be uh the one that creates the new thing yeah that's cool. really impressive and i mean you already mentioned your staging in the national final in romania which had so many different elements in it like i actually watched it several times because like there was so much going on um Are you planning to keep that staging for Liverpool or will there be some changes? No. Yeah? No, uh so um the whole performance uh, in Liverpool will be completely different. Uh meaning I mean the staging. Mm -hmm. And um well the concept remains the same, the story is the same, the portrayal is different. Yeah. So extremely different. So in the national final it was this whole thing when um I had uh enough freedom to do whatever I wanted. And so I built this whole story inside my head with these metaphors that I'm going to talk about uh, really quickly. And uh, all of these ideas I had were um 
uh, accomplished by uh, my team and uh, the choreography made by Diana Colea, the orange hair uh, girl in the performance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And so uh, the whole thing was that Digital, well, DGD, uh, it's a song about this whole battle in between emotional feelings and logical decisions and this whole uh, passion or safety duel and this uh, necessary evil to which you come back to no matter how, mu- how much it damages you long term yeah. and so it's a uh, it's it's this specific part of the generic love subject which has never been um, really used before it's it's kind of unique just uh, thinking lyric wise the instrumental, the, the musical part, of, of course, it's a fusion in between five different musical genres. It brings uh, together elements from pop, rock, uh, blues, R&B, and hip-hop, and the staging. There are two um, undressing moments, w- uh, one in which the girls undress me and one in which the boys undress me, which already means something. So it was kind of an uh, inclusive message, which I wanted to to deliver to the audience. Then um, there's a uh, sign language moment, which uh, not too many people discovered, but I didn't want to put it like up front and put it in your face to say, oh, we know how to make sign language. Just check out uh, check out uh, how, uh, how we do the sign language part. It was actually something that I put there um, for the people needing it. I wanted to make something that will last over time, and this is my purpose for uh, the Eurovision final, uh, the Eurovision semi-final and final performance too. Um, making something that will be evergreen, not something that uh, that will be like a number in the list of participating countries this year. Yeah. And so this whole thing with the sign language, who wanted to see it, saw it. Yeah, right. It's not something. Uh, I'm not frustrated that people didn't observe it really well. It it worked. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah. So it was this message uh, looking like this. It was uh, freedom, uh, equity or equality, uh, peace, and love, which is this uh, self hug at the end. There was a uh, reinterpretation of the Michelangelo. A uh, famous painting with God and Adam touching their hands, yeah. like touching their fingers, fingers, DGT, DGT, oh. And uh, in the end, um, um, when the sh- when the T-shirt got ripped off of my uh, of my body, there was this message written on my chest: "Make love, not war," which I chose um, for uh, for different reasons. First of all, because this whole song is about a war in love. One. Mm-hmm. Second, because I think it's the best thing that people need to hear these days, considering the whole situation we got going on in the world. And I think I, I just thought maybe people need to need to hear this and maybe it'll light up some uh, some ideas. I don't know. Uh, third, uh, third reason, uh, because um, um, I really do believe there is a permanent and perpetuous war in between us people and i'm not uh, saying that out of nowhere i'm this is a uh, this is a subject that it's a little more uh, uh, 
sad and I'm I'm not uh, really it's pretty hard to get uh, to 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 get to talk about this so I was uh, a victim of the bullying phenomenon in in school oh. and uh, I thought that making this make love not war statement can raise some um, interrogation marks and maybe make people think about think about this problem a little more because I think uh, well for me it, it damaged me a lot when I was like 12, 13. And um, it wasn't easy to build up a confidence after this. Uh, and the fourth reason uh, is because um, Make Love Not War is a quote of John Lennon from Beatles, and Beatles is a uh, representative figure for Liverpool. And so it uh, these are all puzzle pieces which mixed up together build the whole picture, yes. yes. That's really impressive. Like it's so like inclusive and like so many messages. Like thank you for That's explaining that. Two two years in a row now, uh, Romania sends something very inclusive. Like last year, Ursh danced with men and women, and that was very controversial then. So hopefully this year it's not the same big. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, and you mentioned like your parts in sign language, but also Dejete is mainly in Romanian, and a lot of your music is also in Romanian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was that important for you? Like these days, many countries sing in English, even though it's not their native language. So why did you choose to sing in Romanian? Uh, so Dejete was originally written uh, as a song in my debut album, Fragile. And so uh, Dejete uh, has a full Romanian version on the on the album. And uh, two weeks after the release, I, um, I got to this idea of um, I want to go to Eurovision once again. Because uh, it's like my third year um, attending the national selection. Okay. Um, I want to do it once again. And so uh, I thought that... So in the first year, in 20, 2020, uh, I made my first song for Eurovision, but it was the internal selection the, that year. Yeah. So I didn't get uh, to actually present the song anyway. Uh, the next year was uh, the same uh, contestant because of the pandemic year. In 2022, I received a song from uh, two Greek composers, and I recorded that song. It was a it was a cool song, but it didn't have that wow factor necessarily. And so this year, I I went uh, full on my uh, my thoughts. This year, I I just felt like. Uh, making uh, the second half of the of the song uh, in English and uh, making uh, making it vocally complex um, can uh, can maybe satisfy both parts uh, of of the world. Because first of all, uh, singing a, an English song in Eurovision is basically like um. It's extremely hard to get out of the line and uh, get that uh, specific amount of exposure everyone is looking forward to get. Yeah. Making a song in English just like most of the contestants do. And so I made uh, this part in uh, the first part in uh, Romanian, thinking that maybe this whole DGT, DGT thing can become sort of a signature style and maybe um, something like a... a, a a new expression all around the world. I mean, 
this whole association with my message of, of inclusivity with every single person in this world and the whole make love not worth thing can be part of the meaning of the new meaning of this whole DGT abbreviation thing. Because I'm talking, you can say I'm a, I'm a dreamer. So you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Um, I'm thinking that maybe this whole Dejete thing that was just a, a thought in my mind for some uh, months can become something like a new thing, something like a new definition of uh, just love freely. Just, just stop thinking, stop caring so much about what other people say about you and your stuff. Yeah. Because love, love is, love is the most precious thing on earth, and. It, if you mess it up, that's one thing. But if you let others people's other people's like thoughts and sayings mess your love up, that's something that you'll never build up again the same with the same strength. You know? Yeah. And so I'm really trying to protect this. And um I just thought that the it would be cool to have a, a a party in Romanian, and then watching the the reactions for the song, uh, most of them uh, were saying that this uh, thing with having a, a part in my native language is an advantage. And then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it this way. If, if it is an advantage, I'm keeping it this way. But I I I must admit, it makes it stand out. It makes it uh, it's one it's very catchy as well. Yeah, it's one more factor that uh, makes the song uh, stand out, and I can't complain about it. <laughs> you know, everyone can sing in English, but in Romanian, like Romania and maybe Moldova, but that's about it. And that makes yes, it yeah. more. But like, uh, can I ask you this really quickly? Does that mean that your vision has been a dream of you for a long time? Like when you've applied for such a long time and you're only 18, you must have tried since you were able to get in at 16 right away. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so Eurovision was kind of my childhood dream. So I was watching the national selections and uh, the grand finals with my parents when I was like uh, eight or nine years old, something like that. And um, uh, I remember that um, the first times I saw the grand final, I told my uh, I told my parents that I want to be the first Romanian to ever win Eurovision. Wow! And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a statement. That's no pressure. A statement. No pressure. And so. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so um, my uh, and so my mom printed me a, a, a paper that that was uh, presenting a list with every Romanian participant in uh, Eurovision, in the well in the grand final of Eurovision. And so I started learning about that. I started learning about the whole Eurovision phenomenon. And so I can tell you that um, the first, uh, well, not the first, uh, well, the first and the only. Um, artist to win Eurovision three times was Johnny Logan because yeah. he won with with what's another year in 1985 1980 hold me now in 1987 and he wrote the winning song in 1992 if I'm uh, if I'm about right 1992 or 1991 something like that 1992 yeah that's right yeah and there are lots of songs that don't win but are uh, simply amazing that's why Okay, so my childhood dream was to be the first Romanian to ever win Eurovision. But um, 
uh, every single one of us uh, attending the contest every year we want to win. It's like like it's not like we're going there. Oh, I want to lose this year. It's gonna be an extremely beautiful lose. No, it's like everyone everybody wants to win, but. There are lots of factors. So it's first uh, the song, the staging. It's then um, how many people really like the thing you're doing. And um, of course, there are political influences as well. And uh, we can't hide from this thing. But um, I think um, love lasts over pride, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and so uh, just like uh, I remember songs... Uh, songs that didn't win like um, 1998 Spain with uh, que voy a hacer sin ti si ya no estás aquí the adult looking Harry Potter basically <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and songs from the from the more recent editions like I was amazed by the 2021 edition. The 2021 edition was my favorite from the last 10 years. Of course, it was um, my uh, it was the one I was I watched with the most interest, uh, considering it was exactly after the pandemic year and uh, there was a lot going on. And uh, I was uh, more mature than when I was like nine or eight years old and I started watching the show. Uh, but there were lots of beautiful songs, and you have okay, you have um, uh, and then you have like uh, songs like um, Amen, Amen. Tell me, this, is this what you wanted? Yeah, Are you getting what you wanted? Amen, and uh, no, I'm a, I'm a fallen angel. No matter where my heart is, there's no way I'll ever reach out to heaven to you. Uh, love is on my side. Um, I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. Um, <laughs> there have been lots more. Uh, oh, that one with in Spanish with uh, Voy a quedarme, prometo quererte más que ayer. And many, many more. So I think this whole Eurovision thing, people tend to see it as a competition when it's actually a, a, a musical anniversary and a holiday of uh, cultures and uh, music. All of these things meeting up together. Of course, it's a, it, it is factually a contest because one, one of us uh, will win. Yeah. But people, I, I'm one of the people that really enjoy the show. Because I'm not watching, I'm not watching this Eurovision every year, uh, wondering, oh, I'm gonna bet uh, all my money this month, uh, thinking, um, uh, I don't know, this artist is going to win. Is gonna win. I'm watching the show because it's entertainment, and before entertainment is music, and before music is this whole love for knowing what music people listen all around the world, and this is what brings us together. The love for music and the music for love. Wow. Quote. Quote. You can put that in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can tell. I think, yeah, I think I think he, he's so good. He, he's already answered my next question again. Because, again, you're so young and you've, you've done X Factor. And now you've gone through this Romanian national final. Um, what, what 
parts of those competitions are you going to take to Liverpool? Do you think you've learned any lessons that are going to help you when you get to Eurovision? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I learned a lot from X Factor. Uh, oh, and, and, and another thing, and on X Factor in the bootcamp uh, stage, I sang... Uh, uh, that's how you write a song. Step one, believe in it. So that's another. Uh, that's another thing. Um, so the X Factor taught me a lot. A lot of things about uh, stage presence mainly, and not uh, how not to faint when you see a huge audience in front of you. Um, the national final uh, taught me that being uh, myself and. Uh, betting 100% on my uh, my ideals my ideas and my um, my natural things the way i sing this song uh, um with love because being the the being at the same time the singer the composer the lyricist and the arranger of the song gives me a whole other perspective on it and i know exactly what this song is about because I felt every single lyric of it, and uh, it's another urge. It's uh, another type of uh, anger and uh, love and uh, hate simultaneously. Because you can't hate someone unless you loved him before. And um, uh, this is a thing that I learned. Actually, having uh, having more confidence. Uh, not just in my voice and appearance and stage presence, but in my uh, um, ideas and concepts. Uh, but as well, uh, I've been on the Voice Kids of Romania in 2017, and uh, I've learned a lot of things from there, uh, too. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you already mentioned some of your favorite Eurovision songs, your favorite Eurovision years. Do you have uh, favorites from this year? I mean, this year there are your competition of course oh, definitely definitely so uh, uh so i can make a top three uh but this is my personal taste so you know the this this is gonna start a lot of discussions but this is my personal taste. so, <laughs> so uh i like denmark's song really much that one with uh, if we could go back to the start but we still be falling apart but I'm scared to love you, but I'm scared of breaking my heart. Uh, I like uh, Estonia's uh, bridges. Um, that that that's that's kind of a cool song. It makes me like think of. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, 2021 uh, Austria's Amen, but just conceptually, I, it doesn't make any. It doesn't. Um, have any similarity to uh, Vincent Bueno's song musically but I mean that the whole uh, James Bond atmosphere and this whole apocalyptical metaphoric uh, uh, singing which I I'm an absolute sucker of I enjoyed this thing a lot yeah. and uh, my uh, my favorite song is that one which goes like vegetative um, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that is <laughs> Yeah, but like the songs you mentioned are all in the second semifinal, just with you. So you're definitely <laughs> yeah, best. my you're best friend competition for you. No, because I I I I've um, I like all of the songs, but these are just my um, my 
taste uh, favorites. Because I can tell you, I like the one with uh, um, I like that song too. I like uh, uh, Sweden. I like uh, uh, what was it? Uh, she, Queen of the Kings. So I, I enjoy all all of the songs, you know. But but th this is this is exactly what I've said. It's a it's a musical anniversary. You can you can't go there not listening to your other musical colleagues' yeah. uh, songs. You know, I mean that would be that would be like as if you're not prepared for the for the show. You know. Yeah, and you'll you'll have a lot of opportunities, I think, on the on the turquoise carpet when you when you meet them all, with all the media there. They'll they'll sing your song, you'll sing their songs, so you'll get a lot of views and a lot of I think promotion from that as well. So it's not a bad idea. Yeah, that that that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Teodor, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, and it's so nice to talk to an artist who actually knows Eurovision so well. That's really refreshing. That's really nice. Yeah. And we wish you the best of luck for Liverpool, of course. We keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be amazing. So uh, if Eight? you come to one of the pre parties or to yeah. to the, uh, the Eurovision itself, we can meet there. We can chat. It'll be amazing. I I just can't wait for this thing. It's gonna be wonderful. It will. Be. A little a little easier for Sebi, I think. I'm I'm a little far away, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but maybe Sebi will talk to you. I'm looking forward to it and fingers crossed. Thank you so much. Bye.